0: You're listening to the Comic Book and Former Podcast with Raj and me. For everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs, you know who you are. Now, here's your host, Raj.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Comic Book Inform podcast. This is Roger coming to you on Wednesday, Comic Book Day, the 25th of July. And with me same as last week is Sarah. So how are you doing this week?
0: Good. Good. Good.
1: So, you had a ton of reading to do for the week. This is, see, now you get to know the abuse that I get from Vince. The abuse. I said it. <laughs> when, when do I get to start making because reading lists? He is like, you're going to be reading all of this by next week. And, and he actually, some weeks, doesn't even tell me until like Sunday or even Monday, some days. And it's like, boom, here we <laughs> this. Oh, yeah, that's what happens. And, uh, but no, I give you an entire week. So, there you go. Of course, you got a crap load to read for next week now, too. I'll be putting that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be putting that up on the show notes. There's tons to read, but it should be a very interesting episode next week as well, where we're actually going to be discussing um, titles from a small press that uh, contacted us, and they, they've got a bunch of different titles, and we're going to be going through them all and devoting an entire episode to them. And I think that's important too because. It shouldn't just be about the big two. And, I mean, you can't just say that nowadays as well because there's some phenomenal stuff coming out of IDW and Image and stuff and Dark Horse. But, I mean, when you're looking at the smaller presses that are finding it hard to start up, I think the the more attention we can give them, if their work deserves it, the better. So, of course, we're not just going to be praising them. We will read everything and be critical. And uh, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, well, it's not. And on that topic let's talk about daredevil now there were a lot of awards for daredevil as we found out from the eisners this year and for uh best issue for number seven i believe it was uh for best continuing series and for best writer for mark wade so when vince and i had talked about this series before well not this series the the reboot essentially um We had read the first few, and so based on that, we kind of made our decision as to how we felt about the series. But as with every other series that comes out, like both of us are willing to change our minds if, in fact, a series has gotten better, or if there's a better writer, or if there's a better story arc, or any number of things. So we'll, we'll. Read it and critique it as it deserves, not based on the name or any awards that it got. So this series here takes place after the events of Shadowland, the miniseries that ran a while back. We actually talked about that several times on the uh, the episodes and are uh, on the podcast, I should say. And we quite liked it. There were a few things that weren't fantastic about it and it opened itself up we knew at the time to this reboot so when you're looking at all that it's kind of hard to be excited for because as is the case often with reboots they feel the need to re-explain everything as if anybody who is picking up this series has no concept that My God, daredevil is blind. Say it isn't so. And he's a lawyer and all this. So there's a lot of things that that you have to kind of put up with that. And uh, unfortunately, as I've discovered now, having read the first 15 issues of this, you have to put up with that constantly where it's all the time being told to you, this this origin story or the little blurbs about it that yes it's matt murdock is is daredevil yes he's blind yes he got these powers because of the radioactive waste that went on him yes he has this echo radar thing and it's just okay you know what the first issue fine i wasn't happy about hearing it all over again but it's all the time i don't know if you felt the same way reading through these
0: by the third or fourth issue, I was definitely comparing them and starting to grade them on the origin story in every single issue.
1: Well, it's, it, yeah, it's just, again, I I don't know if at this point it's filler, because seriously, there there were references made all the way through. Like, you're getting these references up to 15, where he's saying, yet again, I, like, I've got these echo powers. I've got them because of this. We know, God. So like, I don't want to say that the entirety of the series as a whole is something that I'm not appreciating because actually I will say it has changed my mind over the course of the 15 issues. It changed my mind from the first one that I really wasn't digging. Now I am enjoying it. Now that is not to say that I think it deserved the best of the year. I'm sorry, I really just don't think that it was that strong that it deserved the best continuing series, and I don't think that issue seven was worthy of the best single issue either. Um, unfortunately, it played on the heartstrings of anybody who reads things about brave kids, and it was like, oh, it's so powerful, but it really kind of wasn't. There were a lot of things that I, I mean, it was a decent story, and, but it, Even at that, if I'm looking over the hundreds, thousands of comic books that I read in the course of a year, to single that out even in the top 10, that I would tell people, okay, if you're reading 10 comic books this year, here they are. Make sure to read them. I wouldn't even have put it in that.
0: No, it's very true. And I was very surprised when I got to the last panel that that was the end. I was waiting for more the entire time. What do you mean? more story more, more i mean there was something no real going on. villain it was a great little story it it definitely was very cute with the kids but at the end of it it wasn't a story where i was waiting for the next issue it was a story where i went oh okay
1: that was it that, that was, was the whole it. story yeah no and see i don't i don't think that you need to have necessarily a huge ramp up to a, a villain or a huge ramp up that it's leading to something else i'm i'm Perfectly all right with an issue standing. on its own merits. We've been seeing that a lot more with uh, Fantastic Four, because Jonathan Hickman's going to be leaving that series. So, because he's tackled the big storylines that he wants to do, now we're getting a lot of smaller ones. Although, that being said, the last few with what's been going on in Wakanda, oh, that has been absolutely phenomenal. And like Vince mentioned to me, he may as well just be straight up writing Black Panther stories at this point, because apparently that's what he wants to do, and he's doing a damn good job of it. But before that too we had some issues like the one with the thing there's no uh, underlying theme of leading towards a huge fight or leading towards a, a something like that it's a it's a character driven issue and it was exceptionally powerful now if you're looking at the top issues of the year that you recommend to somebody that was one that was unbearably awesome this here. I Again, parts of it I found was just too cliche.
0: Yeah, I didn't find it to be a very strong piece.
1: Yeah. So then when you're looking at the series as a whole, however, there are a several different storylines that are going on. And um, and we've we've kind of touched on them when they have interacted with other comic books, much like the um, the story with the Omega Drive between uh, Daredevil and the Punisher and Spider-Man. That actually takes up a huge chunk of these fifteen issues, because what's happening is that the um, well, uh, before we even get into that. What's happening initially is Daredevil, of course, has come back, and he's setting back shop up in New York again. He has had to try to change people's opinions because the news had come out in a tabloid report that he was Daredevil, and of course he's trying to downplay it. Now, that said, though, and and he's finding it difficult because everybody keeps asking him questions and it's making it very difficult for him to practice law as well, as one would imagine, though they play the theatrics a little too much in that, I I feel. Um, And so that's where they find their little let's do something a little bit different with him being a lawyer where instead of being a um, trial lawyer, lawyer, he's actually guiding people in, who want to be able to represent themselves in court. So it's a, it's a cute little thing that they're doing there and it, it provides for some interesting stories along the way and he meets some, some cool people um, like the kid too who was blind as well. Now, the, the problem with that as well is that I'm finding it to be the very same thing as what we're seeing with the constantly bashing over your head that why he's got these abilities and things like that. Well, here we're constantly seeing him fighting against people to try to convince them that he's not Daredevil. And it's it's just all the time. And again, I can appreciate that. Yes, it probably would be all the time in real life, but this is not real life, okay? You don't have to keep telling us the same thing over and over again, and it just—it's to the point where it gets annoying. I'm assuming you felt the same way.
0: Yeah, I was smiling and nodding. You uh, can't do that. It's I'm a 100% podcast. There. It's it, podcast. It's an audio podcast. Very meticulous. I can still see you. Yes, I, don't think I know, I can't, know but,
1: that, <laughs> but you have to speak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm working on it. Um. No, it's true, but by the time that storyline sort of got in, which um again, it it started building after the first couple issues. Uh the story really did pick up, especially with um the interaction between all of the characters with the uh Spider-Man with Oh yeah. Punisher, the main the main issue I had, especially if if we're still at the beginning of our issues is Captain America showed up in number 2. But then nothing ever happened. I, I find a lot of that was happening.
1: I You know what? Now, I don't know if this is the case. Actually, Vince would be able to say whether or not it is because I don't read uh, many Avengers titles, whereas Vince does quite a bit. So I'll actually ask him. But it's quite possible that that issue was resolved in Avengers because later on you do see him calling them for help and things like that. But no, you're right. It was really left out in the open and you're wondering what's happening, what's, where this is leading.
0: True, true. But even when he was involved with the Avengers later on in the in the final issues, Captain America still wasn't there.
1: I'm that not I sure what happened.
0: That. He I wasn't do. even in the backdrop pictures, right. I don't believe. He was completely gone.
1: That is possible. That is possible. Uh, again, that's something. I, I'll ask Vince and see what uh, if something came up in the actual Avengers titles. the The problem that I'm finding with a lot of the crossovers that are happening right now is that it's almost mandatory for you to pick up all of the other titles to really get a grasp of what is going on. Case in point, when Vince and I talked on the podcast some time ago about this Omega Drive, and it was that story arc that ran from between Daredevil and Amazing Spider-Man and um, Punisher. And one of the things that we'd said over and over again is, we're not currently reading Daredevil. So this whole thing with the drive, what the hell's going on? How did they get that information? Where did it come from? What's the big deal? And, and it's kind of ridiculous in and of itself that it's a ripped costume. That's also a jump drive. Well, when you're actually reading through, oh, you got something to say there, girl? <laughs> you I thought like that was that. you like that? <laughs> a torn costume is a jump drive? Who needs to yeah. carry around a USB it pen? Nifty. It's your costume. I thought it was somewhat stupid myself. I really, really did. But uh, and they never, they still never explain. Who has the brains? Because this is an invention by Reed Richards, arguably one of, if not the smartest man in the the world, and uh, and apparently the mob's able to hire someone to just transfer data onto there. So, uh, but anyways, we do find out a hell of a lot more about the drive, and we find out the uh, all of the five. I want to call them cartels, but it's not really the mob. It's the the different mega crime families they call them, and. And why it is that um, that drive is important, what it represents wh- what it's going to do, so the drive is essentially as we'd said before too on the the other episode it's it's got all of this information for all of these mega crime families uh, mega crime organizations and things like that, and what it is is you find out again if you've read all the Titles, the Daredevil titles versus that that little story arc that spanned those other three titles, um, you find out that all of that information was volunteered to be put on there by the families, so that essentially they could launder all of their money through Latvia so doctor doom county so they could launder all of their money through there so no more going through the cayman islands or anything like that everything goes through doctor doom essentially and then from there they would have they wouldn't have to worry about so many of the problems that they currently have so it's a kind of a flimsy still principle it's a flimsy principle in terms of again all this information was stored on a costume on a costume, I repeat. Um, also, it's flimsy in terms of the danger that it puts the uh, daredevil in, both as daredevil and as Matt Murdock. So he's like the the not all of the families are or the crime and organizations are gunning for him immediately because they understand what he's saying about that if one crime organization gets this information. They'll start a war between all of them kind of thing. So again, there's a lot of logistics here that are not logical, essentially, is what it boils down to. Again, I don't know if you felt the same way as you were reading it.
0: I just really enjoyed having one prize item that all of these guys were going after. Um, the simplicity as far of as it. The quote-unquote cartels went. It, I thought it was fun. Really? Seeing all of them kind of go against each other at the same time, trying to get this one item from Daredevil, but not openly being able to, see, to go for it. Just, Individually, at least one or two could have taken him down.
1: I See, that's the thing. Like When, 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 when they're having their Mexican standoff <laughs> and everybody's got their guns pointed both at each other as well as at him and stuff like that, and they just let him walk by and think, no. No, you know what? I'm willing to suspend disbelief for a lot of things including men in tights for crying out loud but there are points when you know one of them would have just said okay we'll flip for it like really like <laughs> there it, things like this just would not happen
0: very very true but at the same time um that would have meant number 6 would have been the last issue <laughs> well okay yeah well down. that's true. okay and, uh, actually that was the whole time the whole time that's what i was thinking was just one we just need one guy to shoot accidentally just and set off a gun done. or something there you go done
1: yeah. <laughs> um so anyway so like this drags on for a bloody long time the the thing is is and this is where mark wade actually won me over it's all of the moments when he's not in costume that are interesting. I found all of the moments when he is working with new clients, when he is well, not so much when he's trying to convince people he's not Daredevil, as I said, that's annoying as hell. Um, when he's dealing with what's going on with uh, because his father's grave, he gets ransacked by um, by the mole man. What's his name? It is mole man, isn't it? I it think is so. Mole yeah, man. mole man. Yeah. yeah. Um, he ransacks a whole bunch of graves and that again that was like you're grasping at straws there that he wants to you know mole man wants to share his feelings with a corpse <sighs> but anyways um it's it's again those moments when it's matt murdoch um being in the city although again they they overdo different things, these abilities that they're constantly, he's constantly talking about everything that he's smelling and tasting in the air and apparently picking up a violin and learning it like that. Subway passes by, by the time it's done, he's playing a tune. Um... So there's there's a lot of little things like that that we're knowing but as a whole when you're still you're seeing him especially when you're seeing him being a lawyer when you're when he's talking about that flashback when he helped Foggy while they were in school and one of the professors was trying to get Foggy kicked out those little moments I thought were actually more interesting than the quote unquote daredevil moments
0: Very true I just I guess what I really enjoyed um I liked him as himself. It it was nice to have a little bit of a look into his life when he's not Daredevil. Uh, But I did find it did get really redundant. I mean, again, with the I'm not Daredevil and it was the same things over and over again. I enjoyed the fact that the Omega Drive, as much as you didn't like it, (laughs) brought in new characters. It brought in a bit of a bit of taste. It brought in a little bit of something new and it might have been improbable, but it is improbable. it's a comic book. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, I,
1: I will give you that. The other thing that I liked, and I've said this many times before, uh, I feel that um, not as much as Spider-Man, but very close. I think that Daredevil is a lot more interesting a character when he's interacting with somebody else, when you have him with the Avengers, or when you have him esp especially with spider-man he is he's one of the most perfect like next to wolverine i think that daredevil is the next best partner for spider-man they should be doing a ton more because he is that the straight man to spider-man And yet, at the same time, has an insanely dry, sarcastic wit about him that is fun. So the moments when we see him with Spider-Man in these 15 issues, uh, different points here and there, I thought those were a lot of fun to read, actually.
0: That, yeah, that was actually, uh, especially in issue 11, I found, uh, not only was the art quite a bit better than at the beginning, but it was really nice seeing the Spider-Man and Daredevil kind of play against each other a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, of course, if you're mentioning the art, it's worth talking about as well, too. That is something that Vince and I had talked about quite a bit initially. Most of the issues are done by Paolo Rivera and Joe Rivera, and then you have some as well with Marcos Martin and with Kano, with Koi Pham, with Marco Cecchetto and uh, Matt Hollingsworth, and then with Chris Samney and Javier Javier Rodriguez, Um, as I'd said back then too, and and this is something I got to put it in just because I don't want people getting all defensive or anything, art and comic books, much like any type of art, is entirely subjective, which means that somebody else can appreciate it, love it, you may not, that's just how it works, and with this here, it's a very old-style comic book art. So you're talking about a style that would have fit in perfectly, say, in the 50s kind of thing, or even before that. It is still good. I can appreciate it on its merits. It is still good. However, it is simply not a style that I like. I got to the point where, and and, and the, the they, they matched the artist for the most part very well because there's a very similar style except for a few exceptions but um for the most part they're they're very well matched so that it's a nice fluid style that they're offering and if you like that style you'll love it i personally it's not my favorite however that being said the art by that you're talking about for issue 11 uh by marco was just absolutely fantastic
0: I thought so as well. It, it really, it pulled everything together for me. I highlighted and bolded and underlined all my notes from that issue. <laughs> just because it, it, the entire thing, I found it so much more striking and put together just because the art really tied it together. But again, that's personal. For me, I, I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And so what we have then is after a little while, of course, the drive is taken from him. And we had not gotten to that point yet when we talked about the little story, Eric. And again, I'm going to find out which issue it is, and I'll link it in the show notes. But we um, we hadn't yet. He still had the drive, so he was always a target and things like that. And then you have the Avengers acting like one of these organizations and taking the drive from him so that Reed can data mine some of the information on there so that they can basically have some some things to hold against these crime families which is again same thing that Vince and I had said like you would want to use this not just destroy it and that is in fact what is happening so from there though we have there hey, mark's not letting go of this <laughs> there's still something to be made of this so in the last few issues what happens is that daredevil gets abducted and they maybe i missed something maybe there's doctor doom has got this secret ability that he can transport Anybody, anywhere, you don't even need a little Star Trek communicator. Beep, beam me up. No, you're taken. And it just snags him, locks him up in a glass case, and and essentially then poisons him afterward. So several issues towards the end are Daredevil in Latvia trying to um, escape Doom. And by the end of that, he still had not. There's still... He's still stuck there and we still don't know what's going to be happening kind of thing. So I don't know if you were enjoying it more at that point once he was out that away.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure I'd started laughing a little bit at it at that point. Um, again, interesting little stories. Uh, I did enjoy the end, just the scene of him being dragged away by his feet. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I, I really had to smile and go, oh, daredevil, what did you get yourself into this time? You know, like, it, what else can you do? You got to
1: your arm and snap your finger. Oh, daredevil. That's um just it. <laughs> At the end, actually, he I, I should say that we don't know what's going to happen in terms of these little micro-nanobot things that are in him kind of thing, but he is at least in, in the Avengers' hands. They've gotten him out of there. The scene with Stark was kind of cute at the end, I thought. But, um, but yeah, so we're still kind of needing to figure out, and I don't know how much more we're going to get from this, but I'm quite certain he'll drag it out for several more issues. There's going to be some changes that Dare, Dare, Daredevil's going to be going through, of course.
0: I'm worried they're going to bring in Ant-Man. Because oh. he could shrink, he could shrink Freaking himself and and all. get in there, beat up some of those nanobots, I'm sure he could, and that would be the entryway into the movie. <sighs>
1: the oh jesus <laughs> well actually it wouldn't be the first time they've done something similar to that recently it was actually there was a, a one-shot story that was done in fantastic four that was just that somebody's dying of cancer that's inoperable they shrink down the fantastic four they shrink themselves down go inside grab the tumor out of the guy and then get out and then he recovers so yeah we've we could see that. Plus, they had something similar as well in... I'm trying to remember if it was... It was in Wolvie and his Peeps. And they went into um, Kitty because she had these things inside of her. So, they're all inside of her fighting them off. So, it would not be the first time that we see something like that. That's for sure.
0: I'm not really surprised. Yeah. But we'll so, wait. We will wait until the next issue.
1: Okay. So, now, that being said, 15 issues. We're still... It was a huge story arc that is continuing throughout all of this and still not done all that being said now having read all these would you pick up more of these or are you just kind of happy that it's done and move on
0: I think I would pick up more of them I'm not sure if it's because I'm really excited to read the next one but more so because I just need to know what happens. Okay. Well, I,
1: that's, that's fair. That's, Hey, that's the, that's their job. Mark's job is to leave you on that cliff's end so that you want to know what the next issue is going to be. So, but that's all, I mean, that doesn't mean it was good. It just means you're curious.
0: Exactly. It. it they're very lucky. We didn't just do one to five Yeah, really. <laughs> in that aspect, because if it was just the one to five, Probably that would have been the end of it. I don't think I would feel the need to pick up another one. For a while.
1: And see, I'm actually of the opinion, like I said, I, I did, I Enjoyed is a little strong. I, I thought it was decent kind of thing. I certainly, and it's no insult to Mark, It's I certainly did not think that it was worthy of best continuing series. There are so many others that I, I feel are stronger. Not just in terms of, oh, they're quirky and fun like Chew and Skull Kickers. No, there's, there's some that I feel that are just poignantly written very well written that are just point blank good um, or very well written in terms of the adventure that goes through and things like that but again much like the art it's entirely subjective there are a lot of people that are enjoying what's going on with daredevil unfortunately as much as i enjoyed certain aspects of this and certain aspects i actually enjoyed quite a bit i still don't think that it's strong enough to make it onto a regular reading list for myself And then, of course, with the art, I'm not being a fan of the art style. There's just, I don't feel there's enough going for it to make it worth my money to pick this up on a regular basis.
0: I would have to agree. Yeah. Although I feel I am more stubborn. Yep. So that would hold me on for a little bit longer, I'm sure.
1: All right. Okay, so looking at what we've been reading, what have you got?
0: Um. So I looked at the first issue of Captain Marvel with the whole the whole new package. Uh, I was actually quite absorbed. I enjoyed it a great deal. I thought the story was really well done. As far as your introduction goes, especially with the new haircut, I mean, huge, <laughs> huge news with the new haircut, new name, new outfit. Um, but really putting all of that aside, I thought I I thought it was touching. I thought it was a nice little introductory piece that got me hooked. I'm I'm ready to read the next one, but at the same time, I mean, it had a little bit of action. You've got a lot of uh, a lot of character building with Captain yeah. America there and Spider Man. I thought it was really nice.
1: See, what I liked about it was that, and and there were parts where it almost lost me, though. It was like borderline at at points there, but. It it was entirely character-driven. Of course, she's been through a lot right now, and she's basically, it's, okay, you're, like Captain America is saying, like, we need you to step up to the plate, essentially, in those, not in those words, but essentially. And, um, like, the, the issue makes sure to grab you right away with that fight scene at the beginning, and, um... I thought the art was phenomenal in this. It's different than what you normally see, um, but I thought it was actually quite good. I like really striking, especially in those fight scenes. So I don't know what you thought of that.
0: I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough that I was showing people, random people, oh, yeah? people at work, okay. friends, just look at this, look at this. Yeah. Have you seen this before?
1: Yeah, I really liked it. It's, it's It was... <sighs> I don't want to say more realistic looking, but I, between the play on the shadows and the vibrancy of the colors, kind of thing. Because who who did the coloring for this man? They they did a fantastic uh, job.
0: Um, it was.
1: I've got it right here. Was no. it Dexter Soy? Oh no, yeah, Dexter Soy did all of the art actually. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, major kudos that was a that was fantastic, but yeah between the um, the immediate action and then you 've got the the interaction with the the Avengers by way of captain america and uh, and spider man and then of course she 's got the ties with spider man so the little sparring scene with spider man I thought was was fun it was cute kind of thing because here you have spider man that if he wanted to, could be throwing buses. Around he's that strong and and always have to, has to keep everything in check so as not to really hurt anybody and that's something that he said over and over again and you've got Captain Marvel putting a hurting on him something fierce and of course then the little interactions between the two of them I I enjoyed I I like that little relationship but then it kind of shifts and instead of continuing the 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 momentum that it had with the action and whatnot it shifts to this retrospective that really gives you a ton of character development by showing another woman that she idolized that she wants to um, base part of her decisions on kind of thing so so i thought that was really well done like i you can tell that they're not going to rely on that for too long but as a first issue to give you an insight into the character in a different way that's still meaningful and not just giving you the same origin story. I really, I agree. I thought it was well written. I thought it was well done.
0: And I think a lot of that for me anyways, going back into a little bit of history, especially the art, the art came in to play right then and there for me. Oh, yeah. When you could really see a little, a touch of difference in color and style and tone. And it really did kind of bring you back a couple pages and, and. To what she was before, which I really enjoyed. And I know, I'm sure a lot of the female audience would enjoy that aspect as well. I know some of, um, some of the, I guess I'm not, some of the male audience might have not taken up as much because not quite as much action, not quite as much hands on information going on. Again, you're stepping back a little bit, getting to know her a little bit better. Well, But the art just brought it right back. You had no problems thinking that it was a time before present.
1: Well, it's not just that. And it is true. It's something that I was going to say initially. It is an issue that would definitely appeal to a female audience more than a male audience, which is not to say that a male audience won't enjoy it. Not at all. I'm just saying that you have a very strong character woman here very intelligent strong woman that's not relying on the freaking you know hole in the cleavage costume here so that to get attention no this is a strong intelligent woman and uh who was a colonel or lieutenant colonel she said in the army um, or air force I should say so you have a strong woman strong character and then when you're hearing when she's thinking about the the pilot that she idolized growing up kind of thing and then they're exchanging stories and, and this woman happens to be battling cancer and everything like that it's a very touching story a very well written story as well about this about these two exceptionally strong women that have just as much right to be leading whether it's in a, a military capacity or in with her the uh, Avengers and things like that so yeah it would be something that definitely appeals to a female audience even more
0: and I was going to comment on the costume as well I'm really glad she's covered she looks great yeah well, I <laughs> yeah. have to say I'm very excited that there's no <laughs> bikinis or you yep. know yep.
1: Hey, that's something that I've said time and time again. So that's, you know, you're preaching to the choir there because I hate that. It's pandering to the lowest common denominator in males, and I hate it. So so, anyways, definite thumbs up for you, you say?
0: Yes, two awesome. thumbs up.
1: Awesome. Okay. Uh, on my side, I, again, got caught up on yet more. Avengers vs. X Men insanity simply because knowing that this is gonna be canon and we have to know this for Marvel now, uh, I think that it's important to, to go through and read it all. So, the um, I liked Avengers versus X Men 8, and the reason I like it is because Namor got his ass kicked. <laughs> I love that. Anytime you can put a hurting on Namor, I am there, although there's a scene, it takes all of the combined forces of the x-men everybody to take just namor down and of course namor is only one of the five who now have this phoenix force i don't want to spoil anything about what goes down there but uh although i kind of did a little bit but there's a a ton going on i actually enjoyed this issue more than i have some of the recent stuff with the avengers versus x-men um so it it was interesting and then there's the red hulk getting his arm broken by namor and you see like the bones shooting out and stuff and it's like oh my god if you wondered just how strong they are this phoenix force wow um anyways so i i did read that and uh it was a little bit more enjoyable and then i i made my way through the um the various tie-ins, tie-ins through the Uncanny and through the uh, um, some of the other issues as well. Again, it's I'm still not at a point where I'm enjoying this story arc, but I'm at the point where it's homework and I have to do it. Now, something that I didn't have to do, that I just did just because I love it, is read Secret Agent Poyo <laughs> Because... I I was talking to Vince about this and it was funny because I don't know if it's just that my expectations were so unbelievably high. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I really did, but there are parts I'm going like, I don't know. I I I I chew is stronger. Two is stronger by a long shot, and I think that that's probably what I have to get used to. This was just a silly filler kind of story, and it wasn't meant to be anything huge and uh, an ongoing story arc and things like that. So once you deal with that, then there's a lot of stuff that's really funny here when he's going to hell. And they're happy to be rid of him at the end when he goes towards the light because he beat the crap out of everybody while he was there. The little things that are going on with the raining sheep and various farm animals. Um, Again, it's just don't go in expecting any of the... types of story arcs that we get in Chew where it's an ongoing awesome story kind of thing. No, this is just a one-shot insanity. And I won't say how it ends, but you know those greeting cards? And you've bought me some of these for various occasions. You know the greeting cards that you open and they make there's music or whatever? They should have implemented one of those so that when you turn the very last page in the story Barry White music turns on. And when you read it, you'll know what I mean because that would have been awesome (laughs) i would have paid extra just for that in the comic book so uh and we'll wrap it up at that i did actually go through a couple of other things but uh, we are running a little bit long so we will save the rest for next time let's talk about what is actually coming out this week so this week from marvel well we'll start with dc DC, we've got the number 11s for everything. We've got All-Star Western, Aquaman, Batman, The Dark Knight, Flash, Green Lantern, Green Lantern, New Guardians, Justice League, Dark, Savage Hawkman, uh, Superman, Teen Titans, and Voodoo, all number 11s. And then we've got the second issue of Before Watchmen Comedian. We covered that a few weeks back on the podcast, and Vince is probably going to read it, but I probably won't bother. On the Marvel front, we've got Amazing Spider-Man number 690. Again, we're seeing more stuff going on with the lizard. Fantastic stuff. You're going to want to read it. Astonishing X-Men number 52, Avengers 28. We've got, again, we were just talking about Daredevil, so we've got the first trade paperback for, for this Dare, Daredevil um, series going on. And we've got Dark Avengers 178. FF number 20, which again, the stuff that's going on between Fantastic Four and FF right now in Wakanda, great stuff to read. Just. Absolutely fantastic! Secret Avengers number twenty nine, Uncanny X Force number twenty eight, Venom number twenty one, Wolverine no, Wolverine his peeps number fourteen. You, it's if that is not on your must buy list every single week, I'm not talking to you anymore. X Men Legacy number two seventy and Extreme X Men number one, which apparently this is the follow up to the unbelievably awesome story arc that Greg Pak did in Astonishing X-Men Exalted, and we covered that on the podcast as well. So if you're curious about whether that story arc was good, listen to the episode, um, and I'm really curious to see what this is going to be. And for the rest... We've got the Dragon Age Volume 1 uh, hardcover, uh, The Silent Grove. That is a story by David Gator. We talked about that a while back when we had David Gator on the show. I cannot recommend this enough. It's a fantastic story, not just if you were a fan of the game Dragon Age, but just in and of itself. I thought it was fantastic, and so did Vince. Uh, Still on the game front as well, we have Mass Effect Homeworlds number three. Both of those are from Dark Horse. And then we've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Tartos number 12 from IDW. Transformers Autocracy, the trade paperback, again from IDW. So if you've been reading those and enjoying those, worth getting. And then the ever-wonderful Manhattan Projects number five. I can't wait to read this one. I've been having so much fun reading about Einstein and all the crazy stuff they're doing there. So I'm really looking forward to that. So again this week, Sarah, thanks for dropping by. It was very nice to have you here.
0: Thanks. Glad I could make it.
1: All righty. And again, Vince is going to be out for a little while. If you want to show your support, send him an email. At Vince at comicbookinformer.com Tell him you're thinking about him. And from there, if you want to check the show notes at, of course, comicbookinformer.com We are on Twitter at CB Informer. And if you have any other questions or whatever, shoot them my, my way at Roger at comicbookinformer.gov And with that, we'll talk to you guys next week. So, this series here, like it, it reboots after what happened in the mini-series that we reviewed as well. The uh, oh damn it, and I forgot the name Shadow, 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 Shadow. Something. I'm gonna edit all this out. You won't even know. I paused. Because <laughs> I do want to actually get that because you actually wouldn't have read that, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't know.
0: Okay. I could jump in with names, but they won't be right. They-
1: so actually, you want to tackle that?
0: Uh, what it does with them?
1: So that's a no. Uh, not really. <laughs> you need to Sorry. prepare more. <laughs> See? I can jump in. <laughs> I should get you to record one that says, You're listening to the Comfort Informer Podcast with Raj and me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be funny. Actually we should do that.
0: It took so long to do that shh, one. Shh, you're talking?
1: Oh. Oh, you screwed it up at the beginning now.
0: I'm sorry.
1: All right.